right. Welcome to the Pal Life Podcast. As always, I am Patrick, and today I have with me a special guest. Uh, we've been trying to get this to work for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I just had some uh, outside uh, setbacks, like weather and things like that have caused a little bit of a, a mishap, but we've made it happen. We're excited to be here. And today I have with me Garrett King. Uh, Garrett, how are you? Man? I'm doing well, doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. We're, we're starting the day off early on a fun gravy-filled uh, adventure. And gravy, for those who know are part of my crew, means we're ready to get some knowledge, get some uh, our mind blown. So, uh, and you're going to bring that today. Uh, for those who don't know what Garrick does, um, I'll let him kind of take it over. But uh, we're going to be talking about the Matrix Code, and we're going to be talking about numbers. Uh, so be ready. Anyway, Garrick. <laughs> Take us through this, man. What first off, we're talking about the matrix code. How how did you stumble across this? How did you this get into your field? It's it's a wild story, and I know I have told the story a dozen times or more. And it's it's a hard story to believe. I get it. I understand it. It sounds made up. Uh, sounds fabricated. But I swear on my life that. Everything I'm about to tell you is absolutely true, 100%. So it actually started in 2009, January, and I, I have no idea what exact day it started on. But, and I say day, it was, more, it was actually the night. I started waking up at 3.33 in the morning. And the first night it happened, I mean, I literally, I thought nothing of it. I just woke up, looked at the clock. It was 3.33, rolled over, went back to bed. The next night, I woke up again. It was 3.33. And I thought, okay, well, that's odd. I mean, that's the same time I woke up the night before. But again, I didn't think anything about it. That number meant nothing to me. The third night, I woke up again at 3.33. And it happened on the fourth, fifth, sixth night. This went on from January until November, every single night. And it wouldn't matter if I if I fell asleep at 1.30, I would still wake up at 3.33. And when I say wake up, it wasn't like, you know, I would just wake up and I'd be kind of groggy. It was like something like, it was like I heard a sound or something like forced me awake. It's like my eyes just pop open and it's that time. Right. And I'm just one of those people, like, I want to know <laughs> why, like, why am I waking up at this time? And I lived with roommates um, at that time, and I asked them if they were getting up in the middle of the night, uh, maybe going to the restroom, um, you know, just making any sort of noise. They said they weren't. I thought maybe the ice maker was dumping ice at that time, um, that maybe I had a, a watch or something stored away in a drawer. And, you know, for whatever reason, I had the alarm set for that time. You know, I was just trying to rationalize, think of anything that could be waking me up. So one night I set my alarm for 3.15, and so I would be awake at 3.33 just to see if there was something going on in the house. And so my alarm goes off. I'm just sitting there patiently waiting, waiting. 3.33 rolls around, nothing. The house is dead silent. So to this day, I still have no idea what was waking me up except whatever this... <laughs> It's hard to even put a, a name to it. Whatever this code is, it seems to be divinely sent 
And whatever was waking me up was a part of this code. It was wanting me to remember that number. It was like it was hammering it into my head. Mm-hmm. Never forget, never forget, never forget. Now, the day that it stopped, I remember that perfectly because I actually had a dream that my father, who passed away two years prior, came to visit me. And in the dream, it was odd. He was coming out of the closet of my bedroom. And I remember, and it was odd because I was in bed. In my dream, I was in bed just like I was, you know, when I was asleep. And I see him coming out of the closet and I look at him and I said, what are you doing here? Because like in my mind, it's like, you're dead. Like you should not be here. Mm -hmm. And before he could even answer, I woke up and it was 7.15 in the morning. So I had actually slept through the entire night. Right. And then the next night, I didn't wake up at 3.33, haven't woke up at 3.33 since then. Wow. So, yeah. And I know, I know how ridiculous that sounds. I know how ridiculous it sounds. And people have even said, you know, do you seriously expect us to believe that? Well, I can't make anyone believe anything, but it's the truth. Right. Well, let's, let's, let's take it a little further. And you then took it upon yourself to look into this number and start doing some uh, investigating. So let's, let's go and figure out what happened then. (laughs) Well, I didn't actually start looking into the number 333. What happened was in 2014, my husband and I got married and no one told me that if I had signed our marriage certificate with my name being like his last name, it would have automatically been a legal document that changed my name to his last name. So I had to go through the court process and all that crap of you know changing my name. And that actually took place in 2015. And it was just maybe a few days, a week, maybe after I, the process went through and I was legally now Garrick King. There was one night that my husband, he went to bed early. I stayed up doing some writing and I started getting a little tired and I thought, okay, well, you know, it's time for me to go to bed. So I go upstairs, get my Kindle. I'm doing some reading and my eyes are getting a little droopy. (laughs) So I put the Kindle next to the bed, close my eyes. And within just, I mean, it it couldn't have even been a minute. I don't know. It just, it didn't seem like it was very long at all because I was still awake. I could, I could hear my husband breathing. I could hear the dog snoring. We have three pugs. Um, I could hear the fan blowing, the AC, like everything. I, I was still awake. But imagine if you can that someone has wheeled in a giant spotlight, you know, the kind like they put sometimes in, um, you know, like yeah. used car places that they shine up into the sky or whatever. Right, right. So imagine someone has put one of those right in front of your face with your eyes closed and they turn it on. Because that's what I'm seeing. I'm suddenly seeing a massive, bright, white light shining through my eyelids. And it's not hurting my eyes. I mean, it's bright, but it's, it, it's not like painful. It's not like looking at the sun or anything like that. And the odd thing was, instead of just opening my eyes to see what it was, I laid there trying to rationalize where it was coming from. So my first thought was that someone you know, had pulled in and their headlights were shining through our window, but we were on the second floor. So that would have been impossible. And then my mind goes to, 
this thought of, you know, someone's broken in and they're shining a flashlight in my face. But then I'm thinking, well, why aren't the dogs waking up? You know, they would have heard something way, way before I would have. So after I go through this whole process of trying to rationalize where the light's coming from, I finally decide to open my eyes. And again, just imagine if you can, you're seeing this bright, massive white light. You open your eyes and it's pitch black. There's no light there at all. And I remember sitting up like on my elbow and just kind of looking around the room going, what was that? I mean, it was so odd. And I glance over to look at the time and it was 11.11. Again, the number meant nothing to me. You know, just that was the time. So I finally laid, you know, back down, finally got myself to go to sleep. The next morning, I'm at work. I'm telling a coworker about the, the bright white light. And she said that it sounded to her like, you know, someone was trying to come visit me. I think she meant, you know, someone on the other side. And I just kind of made a joke, you know, that if they were, they needed to come during normal business hours, you know, not at night when I'm trying to sleep. And uh, so we talked for a little bit and then I go back to my cubicle, start working. A couple hours pass and I'm starting to get a little hungry and I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's close to lunchtime. I look up at the time in the right-hand corner of my computer and it was 11, 11 a.m. And I had that, that brief thought in my head that, man, I hope this crap's not starting again <laughs> with these repeating numbers. And I, I literally could not have been more wrong because from that moment forward, I started seeing the number 1111 everywhere. Mm. I would look at the clock at that time. I would, um, which, you know, I know that you can kind of, people say that you can train yourself to look at the clock at the exact same time, like subconsciously. Right. And I get that. I understand that. But you can't train yourself to go to the grocery store and buy something where the total is going to be 1111. Right. Which is the most, uh, uh, like, I remember you were telling that story before and I was like, yeah, that's so bizarre. Like that, yeah. you can't, I've never seen that. <laughs> I, I'd be on the highway, like driving and I, it, like a truck would drive by. And I remember this one truck, it had this huge string of numbers down the side of it. Right in the middle was one, 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 one. Right. And I was like, wow. Right. And, and here's the thing for those who don't, uh, who are so like, okay, what's the point? There, there's codes everywhere, man. Numbers is a language. It is the universal language. Math, they say, is the universal language. Right. It's it's it is all encoding. There's you know people use it in movies. People use it in songs. People use it in stories. You know, so this is this isn't anything new. It's just having the eyes to see that there is a communication process taking place in all you're doing is finally waking up to the idea of going, okay, I'm willing to listen to some communication that is taking place with me, for me, to me, what may be. So uh, you're seeing 11.11 everywhere. Proceed, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I, I, I see it everywhere. And it, and it, it gets to the point where it, it cannot be ignored. It's happening too much. Right. Now, it wasn't every single day, you know, like waking up at 3.33. But it was at least every other day um, and sometimes several times in one day. 
And it wasn't always me looking at the clock. I mean, it would, again, it would show up on receipts. It would just start showing up in, in different ways as well. Like I would purchase something and it might be $29.11, which I learned is an encoded 1111. Right. Or it would be like $38.47, you know, just these weird number combinations that when you start reducing those numbers down, it comes back to 1111. Right. So I started looking to see if there was any connections in my life to this number 11 or 1111. And it didn't take me very long <laughs> because I was born September 2nd, which 9 and 2 is 11. And September 2nd is the 245th day of the year. And two plus four plus five is 11. And then after I got married, changed my name from Garrick Staggs to Garrick King, my name, Garrick King, is exactly 11 letters. And then my first name ends in K. My last name begins with K. And K is the 11th letter of the alphabet. So literally encoded in my name is 1111. But then I started looking at numbers in my life. So I, I just looked at the address that we, we lived at at the time. And when you took all of the numbers in the address, like the street number, the apartment number, the zip code, you added all those up, it reduced, I want to say it was, I um, can't remember if that one was 47 or 38. Let me pull up my little presentation here. And look, but either way, the numbers when when pulled up would reduce to eleven. And then the address that we moved to after that did the exact same thing. And I was like, man, this is odd. Just mm -hmm. you know, like what are the chances that these two addresses that we would live at total eleven eleven? And there was even a time where I got an email from Old Navy which I thought was weird because I hadn't shopped at Old Navy for quite some time. And my email address had actually changed, you know, since the time I had shopped with them. So I don't even know how they would have gotten my email address unless it was through some sort of, you know, purchasing of, you know, email addresses or whatever. All right. But this email literally said, it's 1111. All right. And it came in the summertime. So it wasn't November, wasn't November 11th. And the time that it was sent was like, Man, that's so bizarre. Yeah, it wasn't eleven eleven either. So it's like, what is the purpose of this email? Right, right. And, <laughs> and, you, and you try to logically break it down. You're like, well, maybe somebody sent it accidentally. Maybe it was like a computer. Like it. But then, as you're saying, if you're seeing it everywhere, this is this encoding all the time, and right. you can't ignore it. Which, by the way, funny enough. Uh, so my birthday, if we're basing it off a certificate, is four. 2992. A lot of a lot of 1111s up in that. Right. Oh, yeah. So I once you were telling me that I'm like, all right, I gotta do it in my own life. And then I just write to my birthday. I'm like, all right. I guess yeah. we got a lot of eleven elevens up in that uh in that birthday. So <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty much right there with you. I I'm seeing it everywhere now. But uh go on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I received that email, I, I uh, took a screenshot and I sent it to a coworker. And the email light came early in the morning, but I didn't see it until later that night. And when I saw it, I immediately screenshotted it, sent it to a coworker, and I was like, check this out. And she was like, whoa, that's weird. And then I noticed 
the time that I sent it to her was 11, 11 p.m. Right. <laughs> and so I screenshotted that. Unbeknownst to you. Unbeknownst to me. I had no idea. I was just, saw the email, was like, whoa, check this out. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, okay, that's, that's weird. And then I noticed that the image that I sent her was the 11 of 11 attachments over a period of time. Yeah. That's wild. So I took a screenshot of that, sent it to her. And at that point, she said, I think you need to see an exorcist. <laughs> and I said, I don't think this is bad. I don't think, you know, it's possession or anything like that. It's just this repeating number. Like, what is going on? Right. So we need to jump back to um, not last. Well, yeah, it was last year. So it was in June. I just had this day where I started seeing 1111 like four or five times in one day. And it started triggering like that memory. It's like of the 333 and now it's 1111. And I just, you know, was sitting there going, is there some kind of connection between these two numbers? And out of nowhere, and it wasn't a voice, I didn't hear a voice in my head, but it was just this random thought that essentially told me, multiply those two numbers together. So I did. And the number that you get is 369963. And that number stood out to me for a couple of reasons. One, it's a palindrome. So it's the same forwards and backwards. Mm -hmm. But if you're familiar with Nikola Tesla, he has a pretty well-known quote where he is quoted as saying, if you only understood the magnificence of the three, six, and nine, you would have a key to the universe. Right. And so I just thought, okay, well, that's just really interesting. Like, you know, but what does this mean? And when I had that thought, like, what does this mean? Like, what am I supposed to do with this number? Another thought comes into my head. And that thought was now take 1111 and add it to 369963. So I did. The number you get is 371074. Which <laughs> doesn't mean it. I mean, like to me, it didn't mean anything. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? And literally, it was like two days go by. It was like it was like it was wanting me to, I don't know, try to solve it on my own, I guess. And, but then a couple of days go by and then I get this thought to add 369963 to that number and every new number that I got. Like that was literally a thought that came into my head. So I added 369963 to that first number and got the second number, which is 741037, which isn't an exact reversal of the first number. But when you look at it on paper, so the first number is 371074. Second one is 741037. So the 37 has swapped places and the 74 at the end has swapped places. And then when you add 369963 to that second number, 741037, the third number you get literally starts with 111. One, one, zero, zero, zero. 
And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that is wild. And again, the thought was, you know, just add 369-963 to that number and every new number you get. So I carried that equation on. In the beginning, I think I took it up to like 18 billion. I have since taken it up to a hundred billion. Now, what's interesting, every single one of those numbers will come back to 1111. So what I mean by that is, and I'm trying to go quickly here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I begin to realize that every single one of these numbers reduces to the number four. So if you add up all the numbers and you get like the the N number and then you add those two numbers, it'll reduce to four. And somehow I began to realize that four was the key to bringing all these numbers back to 1111. So for example, the first number, 371074. When you take the last four digits, 1074, and add 37 to it, you get 1111. Same way with the second number. So we have 741037. Take the last four, 1037, add 74, you're back to 1111. The third number that started with 1111, the last four digits are 1000. So add the remaining three ones and you're back to 1111. Wow. So every number, all the way up to 100 billion, will do that. When it gets that large, what you do is you take the last four digits, add the next four, add the next four, and then whatever's remaining, and you're back to 1111. Every number does it. That's insane, dude. Yeah. That's, that's where my mind gets blown. And it makes you then just naturally think someone who hasn't done any of this research to the level that you have is then just simply going, well, why in our society are they always like, oh, you know, 11 make a wish, or you know, I mean, they're drawing, we're already getting our attention drawn to this number. Right. In, in, in ways that have nothing to do with, well, not consciously aware of what you're talking about, but there's obviously significance. And um, for those who watch my show, get it. I'm always trying to think about how can we take some of these ideas that seem so wild and out there and bring it to layman's terms, like to things that everyone could be like, okay, that I am aware of, or I can, I can wrap my head around this. This makes sense to me because that's the society we live in. Like the idea of like, wait, numbers are being communicated to me. Like, as you said in the beginning, like I get why people might think this is wild, but what you're now talking about is not just I had this idea or this thought or a light came in where people can be like, all right, what the fuck, dude? It's now going, no, now we're talking about numbers. And all, and I always, and I know you do this every time, and I love it so much. But you set the tone because now when we get to these numbers, as people look back, there's no way you can go, okay, that was just a coincidence. Right. So uh, I don't want to keep cutting you off, but I just think this is so fascinating and needs to be kind of cleared up. So anyway, well, that what you just said is, is absolutely correct. I mean, when you start looking at everything that starts to unfold you literally go from a point of, okay, that's just coincidence to this is beyond coincidence. Right. There is no possible way that all of this is coincidence. Yeah. So 
when this first started, again, I had no idea what it meant, where it was going, um, what it was, what it was trying to say. But I felt like it was trying to say something. There was, there was purpose and meaning to it, like that I felt deep inside of me, but I had no idea what it was. So I began to look at things um, like gematria mm-hmm. and looking at these numbers and seeing what what words or phrases also equaled 1111. And is it okay if I go ahead and share my screen with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me make sure you have, uh, you should be good now. Okay. I'm just going to do my entire desktop here. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I did, can you see the screen? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I put up 333. I started with 333. I just wanted to see what it meant, like in Gematria. So the phrases that I found, and this is using the Jewish cipher of Gematria. There's literally probably a dozen or more different ciphers that you can use. But for whatever reason, I was directed to use that one specific one, the Jewish cipher. Mm -hmm. So 333 produces these following phrases. The tool, which that's essentially what Gematria is. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. Magic secret, speaking in code, hidden intelligence, a code to find God, angelic host, looped time, earth ends, message of end, beast sigil, and uncloaked. Now, some of those I could understand straight away, speaking in code. That's what this feels like. It's, it's spe- well, it is. It's literally speaking in code. Right. And it's uncovering a hidden intelligence because there has to be some kind of massive intelligence behind this in order to have encoded this information in this way. Totally. And then we get a code to find God. And the more I went through this, the more it started connecting to biblical references, um, talking about the end times, um, and the message that started coming through became darker and darker. Uh, Certain things like beast sigil at the time didn't make sense, but it it came in later. Mm -hmm. Uh, uncloaked, it just seems like a simple word, but when you start thinking about it, this code is hidden and now it's been uncloaked. It's now out in the open. Right. So then I moved to 1111, just checking to see what phrases equal to 1111. We get the quantum number, the architect of the matrix, great ability to cipher code, hidden knowledge, most possessed number, just a dream, be aware of God, twin flame, who is Bob? Now, this one's interesting, and this will come up here in just a moment. The interconnectedness of Gematria, Jesus' blood, one of my favorites, the beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning. Gematria is anagram equals great I am. Mm-hmm. 
So literally, you can rearrange gematria and get great I am. Whoa. Represent the chosen mathematician. Now, this one's interesting. This one will also come up here in just a moment. Let us create man in our image, only the truth, and open singularity. Whoa. Yeah. Then I began to look at the number 369963. Now, that number's too big. So nothing was coming up with those numbers. So I decided to break it in half and look at just the first portion, 369, and then look at the mirror opposite, 963. So 369 gives us humans, the math of God, the base code of life, earth, end, near, children of light, desolation, the end of the Bible, and change the paradigm. 963 gives us the event, end of day's prophet, only the chosen can see, created by prophet, the truth codex, almighty God's code reader, and let us make man in our image. Now that's one slightly different. So before we had let us create man in our image. Mm -hmm. And now we have let us make man in our image. So they're basically the same thing, but coming up in two different numbers. Right. And the blazing star. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit there. <laughs>